Welcome back to the Kayak Bass Fishing Podcast, everybody. Full disclaimer, this is a very deep and a very raw podcast. This episode, I did little to no editing, and Dad says it through this podcast. Your struggles don't define who you are. How you come out of it is how it defines you. And you guys need to listen to this testimony and listen to how going through adversity really changes who you are. Hope you guys enjoy. Listen to beginning to end because, man, it deserves it. Anyways, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the Kayak Bass Fishing Podcast. This week, I just, you know, it's it's taken uh, it's taken five days for us to finally get to sit down, but I'm honored and blessed to sit down with Clint Henderson, aka the Hammer. I don't even <laughs> is that like a new nickname or is this one been floating around, brother? I ain't gotta blame Scott for that one. I guess Scott's dubbed me the Hammer. I thought we were uh, well. Kale, my oldest, the Hammer, but I guess it stuck on me too. Well, there you go. There you go. Hey, look, man, you know, I was blessed enough to, to, to be right there uh, alongside while you were, you know, while you were scraping the ground for this victory and uh, and got to experience the elation and the uh, just the overall joy that, that you've had with this win. And, and for everybody around you that really enjoyed watching you uh, win this FLW Cup championship, um, how have you been? since then i mean is it is it settled in yet i mean you know is this rally hit you i i really don't think so i mean it's still too fresh and too soon uh it really hasn't i mean i look at the pictures and they don't they don't look real <laughs> but, uh, i mean i can't i can't wait to see the uh like the official because i know there's some official stuff that hasn't been seen yet like all the footage that kbf and flw got you know right. i've just seen the you know the grainy facebook live videos of the awards and i can't i can't wait to see those those official ones they're gonna be awesome <laughs> no that that it they is. are i mean i keep asking for that stuff as well and you know I, i'm not getting them i'm like man come on now i'm, I'm like on the inside you guys are holding them close <laughs> man that's that's much crap <laughs> um, so look, I'm going to tell you right now, the, the overwhelming thing, and, and you know, you and I talked about this a little bit beforehand, but I will tell you that the thing that stuck out to me the most and has stuck out to me since is that I have not seen you smile like you did on Sunday. Well, on, on Saturday and on Sunday and ever since, I mean, you can't, you're not wiping that, that damn grin off your face. <laughs> But, you know, I, I kind of go back and other people have gone back to 2016, right? And that, that conversation's been had till, you know, it's that, that horse is probably dead by now. But how much better are you now because of what you went through in 2016 with that second place finish? Um, you know, like I said in another interview, I, there's definitely been a burning desire there to to overcome that because those were my mistakes that I made then and uh, right that wrong. And yeah, it felt really right. good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And it was, it was awesome to have, you know, Matt right there with me, supporting me, pulling for me in this one, you know, that, that, that was awesome. Uh, that's one of my favorite pictures from this event is the selfie we took right there standing backstage. Uh, it was just, a, it was an amazing weekend. Just one of the best weekends of my life. Right. And did, now did Matt tell you that he knew you won ahead of time? Nobody told me, man. 
Henry Vegian had seen the standings. Like so, yeah, and st- and still wouldn't yeah. tell me. Yeah, I know. I I told him come on back, and so I told I told Matt as well because Matt and I had kind of had this, you know, this thing going on. And and the part you got to understand is, I mean, going back to 2016, you know, that was Chris Payne, Nick Brown, and myself in 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 the back going through all these photos, judging, rejudging, making sure we had our eyes dotted, T's crossed, and and our shit was in one sock going through this deal between you and Matt. Yeah. You know? And and that was yeah. that was a that was a tough one. But you know, at the end you gotta, you know, you judge it's what you gotta do it, do it by the book. Right. This is this is what the rules say, you do what you do. And to see it play that way, and just the conversations that Matt and I have had over the course of the last three years, you know, and to see this play out and Matt just the the joy on that man's face. Cause I, when I showed him and I showed him for a reason, I'm like, bro, check this out. And I was, and I was stoked. I mean, I'm like, it just couldn't be no, any better. One of them told me, you know what? Well, could one be. Of them would tell me There's always a way to make stuff better. Right. But, uh, yeah. So but, uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It was, uh, well, I trust both, both those guys. Yeah, I've been kind I, of know, I know they're going to do the right thing. So, you know, it would be that cause it's been, I mean, we're talking about, Three years ago, uh, over three years ago, almost four years, because we're late in the year. Um, I was worried that you know I might just fade away and you know nobody ever hear my story or know me at all. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's been kind of looking that way. <laughs> but I guess I've just been preparing, mm-hmm. getting ready for this yeah. moment, and because uh, there was no way I was going to miss being out there. And get, uh, and I think at the end of the day, you know, we all have, that's that piece. We think we know when, when our story's ready to be heard. And uh, as you well know, that's not always our, you know, it's just not our decision. Somebody else has got a plan for that. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so with that, I mean, you, this has kind of been a long time coming. Uh, talk to me about, you know, growing up in Rome, Georgia, and just the, you know, the, the day in the life, what got you into fishing in the first place? Well, I, um, we, uh, my dad raised uh, quarter horses and, uh, Catahoula leopard hounds, uh, cow dogs. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're out of, started in Louisiana. Okay. Um, no, I have not. And then we had, give me a look up. That's perfect. <laughs> really good dogs. Well, Kale's got one now. Okay. Uh, we got him one last year, but anyway, so we had farm, uh, farmland and of course we had a farm pond. Uh, where I was first born. And I remember I, I never got to fish that lake a whole lot. I did catch my first bass there. Um, I was always too little, you know, to be trusted to go down there by myself. Uh, and we were busy farming, uh, but we did fish there. And like I said, I remember catching that first bass. I remember seeing my first, uh, the first big bass I remember of my life. And I was like, that looks amazing. I was watching out from the front porch and uh, one of, neighborhood kids had caught this i'm gonna say it was eight pounds i don't know it's probably a five pounder but it was huge i could see it from the front porch it could be like 25 at this point it doesn't even matter it's huge yeah and i was like i've i've got to i've got to catch one of those like whatever that is I, I need to do that so then fast forward a little bit we uh ended up uh moving from that place across town to the Mima and pawpaws and uh they didn't have any water on their land uh but the 
the neighbors next door had a really good five acre lake. It was just standing timber and had a little grass in it. I spent a lot of time over there. Like I got, I was old enough then we'd moved that I could be over there by myself, you know, where as long as I promised to wear my life jacket, mm-hmm. there's a little John boat, there was a canoe. Uh, if those weren't available, I'd just fish in the bank and, um, had a family friend that, you know, fished, fished with me some there, Tommy Arbor, and he actually gave me my first bait caster and, you know, showed me how to rig a rubber worm and kind of refined what I had started, you know, and I fished there with my brothers and, you know, a fire tiger Rapala was money at that point. Oh, twitch it a little bit and, yeah, yeah. you know, big and come there and roll on it. And then the sluggo came out and I caught some big fish out of that place in the sluggo when it first came out. But, uh, did a lot of, a lot of fishing there, a lot of learning and, you know, just, I loved it then, you know, by my, it didn't matter if I had friends with me or my brothers or whoever, or if I was by myself, you know, I just loved it. That was where I wanted to be all the time. You know, I, I hated to hear that bell ring. We had an old school bell. And when it was time to either come eat or come do some chores, that bell would ring. And I just, ah. And then I'd push it to like the second or third bell. And I'm like, I better go. I'm going to get whipped. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd load up and leave. You know, if they were biting. It was hard to leave. But, uh, you know, and then too, we, uh, I'd float. You know, we had canoes back then. Uh, float the creeks or rivers around here, fishing for striper or spotted bass. and. Uh, Eventually moved into boats, probably, I guess, after high school, and uh, eventually got a bass boat, and I, um, I wrestled in high school. Okay. All I ever wanted to do was was wrestle at Armarchy like my two older brothers. They were 10 and 11 years older than me, and uh, my oldest brother was a state champion, and my middle brother got second and third, and uh, I ended up getting fourth my senior year and growing up in school, that was all I cared about. Like that was all my focus was on. I didn't have a plan for afterwards. And, um, I think that, you know, I, I finally got, I got into bass boat tournaments and I, I just loved the competition part of, it. you know, you said about me not smiling. Like I get in that, I still get in that mode. Like I have to. Right to for, you know to get that drive going to want to go out there and beat these people mm-hmm. like i have to get into competition mode you know kill or be killed that's what wrestling was yeah you know you have to step out there wanting to i want to hurt the other guy or he's gonna hurt you <laughs> right so i mean i still you know i found that i was missing that for so long after graduating high school but just not not have anything to compete in so tournament bass tournaments kind of filled that void and uh we had some pretty good success here locally there's a big there's a big trail on Wash lake years ago that uh they averaged about 110 boats and we ended up fourth in the points in that one year that was the best we ever did bass boat fishing and uh it, it just came to the point that it got so expensive like you know we we'd place, we were good to place and cast a check, but it didn't cover over it. Right. It's like, man, this is, this is not working all that great. And, um, 
came to we got to a point where um so I say that about uh about being kind of lost there after high school. Okay. And having that gap there, like I didn't really know which way to go, what I wanted to do. I never had a plan there. Like like I said, I was focused on that on wrestling. I wanted to be a state champion like Charlie. And uh I was kinda of lost there for a while. And you know, um we had always just parted for friends on the weekend growing up, you know, even after me and Meredith got married in oh two, you know, we'd have friends over and party and at some point my drinking started getting a lot worse. Yeah. And it came to a point that, you know, I, I got us in such a bind financially drinking so much that the bass boat had to go. Like I had to sell it to catch some bills up. And me and Meredith actually ended up splitting up there for a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually while we were split up is when I bought my first fishing kayak. Um, we went through some, December 16th of 2012, I took my last drink of alcohol. Uh, I totaled a three-quarter ton Dodge pickup truck, blacked out and crossed across the line. And uh, This is all after I'd had, had a bicuspid aortic valve from birth, uh, a leaky aortic valve. and I had to have open heart surgery and get a titanium aortic valve in 2011. And uh, I'd actually quit drinking leading up to that because we had had those problems. I'd sold the boat. We got back together and uh, we're working things out. Then I found out I had to have surgery and had that had that crash and got a DUI. Came home to an empty house. You know, Meredith took the boys and split. And that's why I like hearing like Chad the other day on stage talking positive about me and other people, you know, like, man, what you do with the boys is awesome. You know, you're such a good dad and blah, blah, blah. And I just, <laughs> I just kind of shake my head inside because they don't have a clue where I was seven years ago because this was the last thing on my mind seven years ago. I, I was focused on how I was getting my next drink and how I was going to get drunk that day. Because what got me to the worst of my drinking right. days was my oldest brother, Charlie, that, I, that was a state champion. In 2008, he was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. And I had kind of kept the drinking, you know, at bay until then. And I just that news and all going all of that just sent me you know i started drinking every single day wow just trying to numb all that because it was it was hell watching my my hero go through all that but you know at some point i was like so i'm drowning my sorrows i guess and charlie's out running 5ks doing good in the community and i'm like what is wrong with me like why am I doing this to myself? You know, he's he's been diagnosed with this, but he's doing awesome. Like he's in the best shape of his life, doing wow. doing good in the community, and I'm just you know a stumbling drunk at home. And it was you know it was a it was a rough few years there. But I finally 
like I said, I finally did get sober. Um, when I had that wreck and all, that was that was the last drink of alcohol I've taken, and then this December will be seven years. And we ended up. Uh, we ended up losing Charlie October uh, 2016. So the year after, I mean, the same year as that first championship, and uh, right. I delivered his eulogy, and luckily I got sober because if I hadn't, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't even been there. I've been out drunk somewhere. You know, I wouldn't have been able to do that for my brother. But that just, you know, that just gets me now when people start talking good about me because they don't have a clue. Well, you know, I think everybody's, you know, Clint, everybody's got their demons, you know, at, at the yeah. end of the day. And it's, it's not, and I tell my kids this all the time, you know, it's not our mistakes that define us. It's how we recover right. from them. Right. And I think you're a, you know, you're a testament to that statement. You know, you, you, you know what those demons are. You know what you, you know, you know what the loss is. You know, you know what the loss can be. You've seen it in front of you and, you know, and, and you've yeah. fought your ass off to get back and, and get to it not just get back to a place, but get to a better place. That's why, uh, you know, that's why I'm so upfront with my faith now is because I know who did this for me. You know, I know, I know what finally made things start getting better. And that was taking all that crap I had held against myself for all those years and let the devil hold against me and laying that junk at the cross and leaving it there. Right. Yeah, there's there's way too many people in this world living with burdens that they just they they're unwilling to let go of. Yeah, it's all washed clean. You ain't got to worry about it. But uh, let's see. So where I'm trying to think of where we are on, the, on my timeline. <laughs> well, we we have crossed uh, October 2016. Losing Charlie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So the next year, 2017, I finally get my state title, state champion of Georgia. It wasn't in wrestling, but it was kayak fishing. Now, I know he was there with me. <laughs> there you go. And uh, so, you know, like I was telling you, I got into kayak fishing out of necessity. Uh, the financial situation I'd put us in and just fell in love with it right away. And, you know, I found out about a little local trail real crazy that, uh, Jason Hopper founded and cast a check at the first one of those. And like we were talking about with bass boats, you know, not coming out in the positive. I, I actually made some money at that one. I was like, wow, this could work. Yeah. Like it only took me like $10 in fuel to get out here. This, this is awesome. <laughs> Start, I didn't have to burn 90 miles. Yeah, I didn't have to burn $90 in fuel running up down the lake. So, uh, but that, uh, I don't know. I because I was really searching at the time when I was getting sober because my idea and connection to God was 
long gone through mm-hmm. my drinking. Uh, and I found it sitting in that little plastic boat, you know, getting in tune with creation and seeing all the little things and, you know, meeting all these good people I've met through it. And because uh, I was, I was real close to not sticking with kayak fishing when I first got around it because, you know, there was, I couldn't find anybody that was, was like me. Sober. <laughs> it looked like to me at the time there was a lot of drinking involved in it. And, you know, I didn't want to be around that. I needed, I needed something safe to hang on to somebody to hang out with. And that's when I found Jim Ware. Right. You know, luckily he shared a little bit of his story online one time. And I was like, there's my guy <laughs> yeah and and i would say right now it's an we could just go through and and look at a list of people and yep solid 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 and and yeah. jim's one of them you know he's yeah, he, uh, great man great man he, he openly shared about you know the time when uh his time stopping drinking and uh mm-hmm. i knew right then and, and he, you know his his post was about him being proud of his sobriety time and you know immediately reached out to him and we've been like peas and carrots ever since <laughs> right but uh and we'll always be that way no he's uh that so you got you got somewhere on one side of you though and you got jim clark on another <laughs> now you know what it looks like he would be a party animal but, but he's not a party animal well, it, that's almost like, you know, if someone looked at that, they'd be like, you got the devil on one shoulder and an angel on another. No, no, no. You know, no, I know. <laughs> I, look, I, I love Jim Clark to death. I, I reference him a lot <laughs> because just because he, he and I have a good relationship. And uh, I, I love that. Love that guy. But everybody, a lot of people have that. Hmm. He's I'm a not, handful. I'll tell you, he he's, a handful. Oh, he's a handful. And I guarantee yeah. you, he gives it to me as much as anybody. And look, brother, he gives it to everybody, including himself, which is probably the part I love. And that's what I appreciate the most, right? He's he's more self-deprecating than maybe anybody we both know. Um, yeah. Not outside of him. But but nonetheless, so you've you know, you've surrounded yourself with some good people. Um, and I can relate to that because that's you know, as part of those life journeys, you know, you you shift and change and you gotta find who it is you can be around that keeps you where you need to be. And that quite frankly, just makes you a better man. Right. You know, and, and I can, and I can very much relate to that, to that story and, and appreciate it for, for sure. So yeah. how is, uh, you know, obviously you Meredith have been through the ringer, right. Um, and in the midst of all of that, I don't know that you have a bigger cheerleader. That's right. I mean, uh, she's very proud of where I've gotten to, you know, we were divorced for a year and a half. No, there's not many people that know that. Uh, and uh, there's not many people that put those back together these days. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we, we, yeah. Did, we did the work. We did the counseling. And, you know, as long as I stayed sober, uh, you know, she, she decided she wanted me back around. Yeah, and it, and it you know, and it takes it takes a strong woman though, you know, in, in this day and age, in any day and age, but it takes a strong woman. It says a lot about Meredith to not only be willing to 
to get up and, and take the kids and, and, and walk away from it until you, quite frankly, you know, get your shit together or you don't. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what um, it took. It's really, that's yeah. what it took. Yeah. That's just a, a testament to her, you know, her strength. And, and I think it's a, it's a fantastic piece. I mean, obviously I, I hate the fact that you've had to go through it, but when you're sitting on this end of it, that's what you needed to go through to, to get to where you are yeah, today. We're better, we're yeah, better for yeah. it. I mean, we, we came out stronger on the other side. And you got, you know, you got two yeah. strong young men in that, you know, in that house that, uh, that love their father. That's very clear. Um, and, and respect their mom. That, that's, there's no question there. I, I, the events that I've seen them at and the, uh, the way you are with them is, is something, you know, cause I'm very, very much engaged with my own kids and I greatly appreciate, you know, that seeing that they're, same they're good mentality. Boys. They're good boys. I don't give them enough praise. They're, uh, we're, we're extremely blessed. Oh my! My both my sons would tell me that I don't give them enough grace either. <laughs> Dad's really hard on us, but he's really good with the girls, you know. But yeah, that's, what we're doing. <laughs> that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So um, making men, not boys. That's right. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially, man. I, I I apologize to my my kids every once in a while, you know, because the military had me out in California for so long. I said, look, I I'm I'm have to apologize to all of you. They're like, for what? I'm like, for having to grow up in, in California. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you'll figure it out when you become an adult. You'll, especially when you, when you realize where I'm from. So, you know, you just kind of, kind of go with the flow and, you know, there's, there's plenty of things about California. I absolutely love just, you know, there's a few things that I don't. So it is what it is. And typically that's Southern California driven, but whatever. Um, so that gets us, I mean, that gets us 2017. You won a championship. Right. And yeah. things are things are trying to get that state title rather. Yeah. And uh what was next? Uh let's see. Uh twenty eighteen came a big uh career change. Okay. Uh, um I had worked at Southeastern Mills here in town for years and years. Just as an operator, and uh, in 2018, I moved to Oglethorpe Power right out here by the Hatwell. So we, I, I guess you probably know from Turney Eggs, or uh, I fished Rocky Rocky Mountain PFA a good bit. Right. Spend a little bit of time out there. We used to live about 15, 20 miles from it. So spring of 2018, uh, we were renting a house at the time because we were just getting back. You know, we just got back together and just getting back on our feet and we we're renting a house. Um, so we told friends out here, hey, we love the area. If you hear of anything, let us know. So uh, that spring of 2018, uh, there's a house comes up for sale out here and it's like 11 acres and three bed, two baths, exactly what we we're looking for. And two borders of the property are the fence for Rocky Mountain. To <laughs> fence that closes in there 5,000 acres so <laughs> so then that's oh that's just wrong so many ways <laughs> so wrong I mean, it's, it's right it's, but it's, yeah. it's a solid three minutes from my drive from my uh, driveway. That's, man, brother I just so the struggle's real 
so then that next August, uh, I get a job at Oglethorpe Power Company, which is Rocky Mountain Project, which on the backside of that property behind those lakes is uh, a pump storage hydroelectric facility. And that's where I work now. And so it's another uh, schedule change. So I wasn't able to do as much in 2018. We were pretty busy. Yeah. But I mean, clearly it's all this travel time to practice fishing though. It's really wearing on you with the three whole minute thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. You know, no I got a three minute commute to work. Ain't a ain't a damn person feeling sorry for you right now in that case. <laughs> right. I mean this There's is no like stop signs and no red lights. There's just one left turn. You're not helping. That's, you're not, you're not. <laughs> that's my commute. I have to watch for deer. There's lots of deer out here. Oh Lord. <laughs> Yeah, people are I like, man, this is an epic story, your, epic, story, epic story, and then it's like, wait a second, now this guy's, you know, and I hate, look, I tell you right there, there's some of that power of the Lord thing, people better be like, wait, this you is like, right. brother, I better start praying yeah. today. <laughs> hey, it worked. Yeah, we that's were blessed. Well, that's a fact. I joked with, uh, you know, Matt and I have talked about this. And uh, joked with a few people about, hey, do, do you think maybe there's an unfair advantage if you have a great relationship with the Lord? <laughs> no doubt. And I, I came up. <laughs> Joe actually brought that up to to me at dinner while we were at this at, at the FLW event, and I'm like, what? He's like, well, you know, just think about it. People like to talk about cheaters. Is Matt Ball a cheater because he's got a better relationship with with God than everybody? And I'm like. <laughs> I, I don't know that it's cheating because everybody has that opportunity. It's just whether That's or not right. they take it. So, That's true. so I would say no. It's it's out there on the table. It's on the table. And and then here we go. Another beautiful example. You you, yep. you just built this story up to the crescendo, man. That's awesome. Well done. <laughs> well done. So you so you had the job change fish less and uh that that's kind of 2018 does that roll up 2018 or is there any more epic stuff in 2018 well i did uh i did make the state championship again in 2018 i had a terrible state championship uh i was hard-headed i didn't fish the conditions i tried to fish history and go where i always go on the river and catch my fish and i caught one of them but that was all i could muster it was so high and muddy and uh ended up going to this little creek mouth and it was clear water coming in. There's striper laid up in it. And I caught two striper on top water. They were like 32 inches a piece. And just, I don't know, there's something I was sitting there in that moment. I was like, man, why aren't my boys here with me today? Like, why am I here doing this by myself? Right. So I kind of went home with a resolution of I was going to change something and actually went and told Kel to load his boat up that he could go fish day two with me on Altoona. We we're just going to go have fun. And uh, I told him on the way down there that I felt like I had kind of overdone it on the tournaments because I could kind of see it in them that, you know, they weren't wanting to go like they had been before all the time. And I could see they were kind of getting tired of it. And I kind of overdone it. So I told him, I said, you know, next year I'm going to back off. I'm just going to do the championship stuff, the big things I want to do. The rest of the time we're going to focus on the two of y'all. We're going to go fun fishing and we're going to fish for y'all southeastern youth kayak fishing uh, fish. And yeah. that's all we're going to do. So that's what we've done this year. And I was, you know, this new job, I get, I can get a two week break off of 
when they got out of school, I had two weeks off with them in June, and we had a ball. We had an absolute ball. And, uh, that's great. That's what I've done this year. You know, I, I focused all my efforts on that thing, on the champ, on the FLW. I think that's the only – I went and did the pro event at Gunnersville. I did the FLW event at Nick and Jack and then the FLW Cup. That's all I've done outside yeah. of entering and winning uh, the June online. Yeah. I mean, I you know, qualified. how far are you from Lanier? I'm a good hour and a half. Yeah, which is nothing. And that, that tournament is tomorrow. Yeah. I'm probably going to be resting. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, but that, that goes to show you, you know, you've, it just checks with what yeah. you're saying. I mean, you, you, I was, when we were kind of going back and forth with this, you know, when to do this interview, it was like, well, you know, the weekend, I'm like the weekend you should, I'm like, well, then again, he hasn't really been doing all that. That makes sense. All right, cool. We're good. Right. Yeah. And it's, and, and I think, you know, from my perspective, it's things like that, that, that play out to help you out because you're, you're giving the majority of your time to the boys, right? And that's the piece. Like that giving nature, what we're called to do, right? You, you give to everybody else and then yeah, I mean, I don't, you get it back. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this fishing thing. If, if it's going to cost their love for it. Right. You know, I don't, I don't want to hurt their cause they both love it. Well, Cade likes catching. He doesn't like fishing. Kale, Kale likes fishing. <laughs> Preach on that one. Cade doesn't want to go if the conditions are tough and they're not biting good. But he loves going when they're biting good. <laughs> right. Yeah, when they're when they're tearing it up, it's a good time to go. Yeah. Facts. So you've got you've got the fishers of men. Everybody has probably heard you in an interview talk about or mention fishers of men. You, you I hope want to so. take some time and just kind of explain what that is yeah, so, don't even don't even know yeah so um rewind back to 2016 up there and uh there was this guy that got on stage and talked about your platform and promote yourself and his name was uh gene jensen you may have heard of him well once or twice <laughs> and i've told this story before and this he knows this is not knocking him. I know exactly why he said what he said, but it just hit me. Uh, he said, there's two things you leave out of your social media. That's your politics and your religion. And something just hit me like right in the chest. So when he said that, I was like, I, I can't do that. Like that's, I can't go that way. Like, cause I, you know, just, you know, I was what three years sober and, you know, it's the place I was spiritually, and I was like, "There's no way, like, if I ever do anything big, he's getting all the glory for it." And so, I went home and built this little page, "Fishers of Men Kayak Fishing," with the hopes of maybe joining it with the Fishers of Men National Trail one day. Uh, you know, they got the big bass boat trail that's nationwide, and. uh I made that little page. At first, I was sharing like all mine and boy, the boys' stuff on there and all my tournament stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, I'm doing the right thing by making this and naming it this, but this is not what's supposed to be on here. So I backed up and uh, made the our little triple C kayak fishing page that we now share all of our stuff on. 
And Fishers of Men is just devotionals, scripture, every day. There's five or six of us now that share stuff on there every day. And that's all it was the first year or so. And then we started uh, having, there's a really, uh, a really good uh, bass boat trail out of Brushy Branch here every Tuesday night. And I was like, well, if they can have 15, 20 bass boats every Tuesday night, why can't we do a kayak tournament in the evenings here? So I started doing Fishers of Men kayak fishing tournaments here at Rocky every Monday evening. It's been really, really good. It's, it's growing. And uh, we do a devotional before awards. And it's it's been a really good thing. And I've got people now asking for and volunteering to start other chapters so i think next year we're going to have some more chapters open up uh, matt ball being one of those and ashley alt and jason willis in texas jim clark in alabama so uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna really do it up next year i hope that's great working on all that so if you don't if you don't follow the page check it out it's the group the open group fishers of men kayak fishing you'll see the the black and gold logo and i've got shirts and hats i'm picking up next week and there's i have decals now you'll see the post on there for that if you're interested in that all right and that's just you just got that up on facebook for everybody that's listening yeah it's all on facebook yep okay they can find that link through my triple c page i believe i think i've got it sticky to the top there easy day so, what's next for Clint Henderson? Excuse me. What's next for Clint the Hammer Henderson? Does that sound better? <laughs> uh, we'll see what next year holds. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to do some of these championships. Uh, once I figure out what I'll qualify for and if I'm working or not. Uh, definitely looking at the Tim Invitational and I want the Pro Series. That will be my focus. All right. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I lost for a second there. So you said you're going to focus on the uh, the pro series for moving forward. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, I want that pro series bad. Like that's that's what I want to do. I want to get in there and mix it up with the best. Um, and uh, yeah, it's invitational. That's on the radar. And that Gunnersville, Gunnersville ain't too far from the house. No, no, that's just a I'm quick looking stop. Looking forward to that one. Just a quick Definitely stop. Well, be there, and I'll be there smiling, Richard. Okay, I'll start uh, smiling. Hey, hey, look, you don't have to smile until the event's over, brother, or when you're checking in. Okay. You can you can smile at okay. check in. You can smile okay. in the end. In between, man, you, you can game face all you want. Hey, and look, yeah, I, I realize now that I didn't send you a text message real quick letting you know that you had made the top 10 and you need to be there. All right. So you weren't alone, though. But for some odd reason, my happy ass was checking people in because there was nobody else there and man in a booth. And I'm like, hey, I got to get all this stuff done. And then I was going through everybody to send them a text message, right? 
And then I got to your name and then it was like somebody, Hey man, uh, one question after another, Hey man, boom, boom. So it wasn't just you. There was a few others, but yeah, you it was, ask kind of Jim where I was, I was I, wigging out. I'm like, I man, could, and, and I needed, I need, in fact, I may, before I put this podcast out, I may, I may call Jim and just have him put some audio clips in for me just for this podcast. Um, okay. he had a front row seat. We were together. The time. We had a ball. Yeah, no, he's he's a solid guy. I got a kick out of it when I when I saw that. Like, yeah, what the heck? You know, I was like, well, you know, uh, me chicken with head cut off, trying to trying to dot eyes, cross T's, and I got Christy. Are the results done yet? Give me a minute. I still have to get. I have, I have to let these guys know, and then I still have to verify verify everything. Um, and I, I think that's one of those things everybody doesn't realize is on that last day before after we get everybody in. You know, I'm going back yeah, and verifying all the fish of everybody that, that's in that, you know, top 10% of the field because, you know, once, twice, three times over. We were, we were trying to talk to you about parking, and I was like, I think he's kind of busy. I think we're yeah. on our own on parking. Yeah, just find a <laughs> place to manage it. I don't care if you park. Well, yeah. the other thing, too, man, the guys are like, we're just going to park this thing on the sidewalk and get in before I'm late. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, FLW guys were like, if you could just have them drop their trailer over there back, you know, three blocks away, and then they can park here. And I'm like, <laughs> man, come on, man. So they're anyway. afraid. They're afraid we scratch one of them glitter rockets. You yeah. Us. Well, you know, hey, hey things. You, you can get you some of that there plastic boat and glitter rocket stuff now, by the way. Can you? It, it's coming in 2020. Jackson's got it figured out. You meant to. Well, they don't. Uh, we've actually, you know, we've actually got it uh, using using some micro glitter. We've got a we've got a black one. It's going to be on the blue sky only because that's we just tried it there. But yeah, it's it. We got a black one which got but some. You're saying glitter, glitter kayak? Glitter, dude. No kidding. Tell tell Jim where yeah. dude. Show me some pics. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get one just because. It's a it's a glitter. Oh, so you're one of them glitter boat guys. Well, it depends on how you yeah. look at glitter boats now. I think we'll stay away from that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's good for entertainment value. Oh, I'm sure. I'm what do you, what do you got going on camo guy? Yeah, I, I like hiding out too. But hey, what do you got going on? What's what's rest of your weekend look like, man? Um, we're doing like a friends and family celebration party tomorrow evening. So we'll be getting ready for that. And then, uh, church on Sunday. We don't really have any other plans. Laying low. Yeah. Just laying low. Laying low is good. We'll look. Brother, man. Time. Yeah. We've, we've been jamming here. Uh, I greatly, greatly appreciate the time. And, you know, I could not be happier for you and the family. I appreciate you sharing, uh, your story with everybody. Um, I think that's what more people need to understand is that a lot of people go through a lot of, a lot of crap to get where they are. You know, it's not something that's just handed to you on a silver platter and you know, you, you fought your way through a lot of adversity, got to where, you know, got to where you needed to be and, and are still going, you know, still growing as a man, as a, you know, as a, as a human being and raising a couple of boys and, and keeping that, uh, keeping that strong spousal unit of yours happy. Well, I've got to believe that I went all I went through all that for a reason. Uh, Absolutely. And you know, like I told you earlier, if 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 nobody ever hears my story, how's my story ever going to help anybody? 
Not so, uh, if there's anybody listening tonight that uh, anything we talked about, if you're struggling with it, hit me up. Yeah. You know, whatever. And, it is. And, I, and I know you, and I know you're out there, and we'll listen and respond to it. Yep. Right. Well, brother, once again, I appreciate it. Say hello to uh, say hello to Meredith and the boys. Um, it's been a while since I've actually seen them. I think it was at one of the national championships. I think the last time I saw them. You won't recognize the boys. No, well, I, pounds. I did see them on video the other day, and I was like, oh, they, Lord. Yeah, they're giant. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. It's getting big. Yeah. But I'll let you get back at it, man. Thank you again Thank for the you time. For having I appreciate it. And uh, we'll get this thing up and post it, and I'll let you know when it's up. All right. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, man.